From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, November 1st. I'm Sarah Reif. The cleanup from the Hopkins fire has a clear path forward now. The state has issued a proclamation declaring the event an emergency, which means the county can probably be reimbursed 75% of what it spends on remediating the damage, including what it's spent so far. And the Department of Toxic Substances Control is scheduled to begin cleaning up hazardous waste in the burn zone tomorrow. The Redistricting Advisory Commission presented the 8th and 9th drafts of its proposed map to the Board of Supervisors last week, explaining that Number 9 would adjust the boundaries so that Hopland, which is now in the 5th District, would join Potter Valley and Redwood Valley in the 1st District. None of the maps has been finalized yet. The deadline for cannabis cultivation applicants to submit documents to the online portal has been extended to 11.59 on Tuesday night due to power outages during last week's storm. That means the applications submitted by Tuesday night will be eligible for consideration, not just those that have been reviewed by that time. And the misinformation campaign regarding vaccination and masking is in full swing. Numerous members of the public called into the Board of Supervisors last week to share falsehoods about natural immunity and claim, erroneously, that wearing masks causes health problems. Callers made analogies involving satanic rituals and the Nuremberg trials and used creative terminology like natural killer cells to support their arguments about the vaccine's efficacy. Travis Kilmore, field coordinator for the county's Prevention, Recovery, Resiliency, and Mitigation, or PERM team, reported that just a few days before the atmospheric river threatened to sluice debris from the Hopkins burn scar into the Russian River, several organizations, including the California Conservation Corps, stepped in to provide emergency assistance. They had a larger crew than we had initially estimated, so they actually brought 16 crew members. And so, along with the Sonoma County-based nonprofit Russian Riverkeeper, who also brought up a couple of volunteers and provided us with all the stakes and silt socks we needed at no cost to the county, um, we were actually able to complete that work in one day. The initial estimate from engineering contractor LACO for the emergency work was $12,000. The county has engaged the firm for damage assessment work at the area as well. But Kilmer said cost projections were way down. As of right now, uh, those initial estimates that were provided last week, it looks like we're going to be coming in approximately 20% under on the labor and 50% under on the material costs. But when we get actuals, we can confirm that. But that's how it's looking right now. And I think that given the amount of rainfall that we received over the weekend, that it was really, really important that we we got out there and managed to, you know, install 2,300 feet of protection and mitigation materials for for that area. Supervisor Glenn McGordy described last Sunday's atmospheric river as a bomb cyclone. And what that basically is is a very, very low pressure, uh, high latitude, uh, phenomena and it was unusually wet, as you all noted. And as someone who lives along the Russian River, we went from a flow rate of about uh, 100 cubic feet per second to o- almost seven or 8,000 cubic feet per second. So it just about flooded. Uh, it was pretty much to the brim of of uh, the river in a lot of places. And it did come up on my property some and flood some of the low-lying areas. And uh, the, the gauge at Hopland went uh, up to to 16 beyond 16 and a half feet which is flood stage so uh while i could i think we can safely say it's the end of fire season it's not the end of the drought so um this kind of precipitation uh, was an unusual event and uh supposedly typical of climate change which kind of uh begs the question about how we uh we we deal with with 
precipitation and storing it uh, under these kind of conditions. And our, our old approach of putting it in surface reservoirs may not completely work. There may also be a need for us to, to do groundwater storage, which is now becoming more subject of research around California. If the latest proposed redistricting map meets with community and board approval, McGordy will end up being the supervisor for Hopland. Legally, there cannot be more than a 10% variation between the district's populations. But right now, with the 4th district shrinking and the 3rd expanding, the variation is 14.7%. The new boundaries are not supposed to separate communities of interest, though the board is also prohibited from considering political parties when adopting them. There has been some adamant community input. Leif Farr, who's made maps for four previous redistricting efforts, told the board that a plan to move Laytonville into the coastal district was pretty unpopular. Map number eight proposes another boundary shift. The idea of version eight was to try to get as much as Laytonville in the third district as possible. So it gets quite a bit more area of the Laytonville community of interest, goes further up Highway 101. Uh, To achieve that, this boundary here right in this section between the 4th and 5th district has to drop down a bit. And it's extended pretty much up against Brook Trails, Willits community of interest to pull in some extra population. District 3 still had too much population. So we've extended the um, District 1 up into the more northerly into the end of Tomkai and Cape Creek subdivisions and a little bit further north. You can see here's the old boundary along this block line here. We extended a little bit further north towards uh, the National Forest to try to decrease the population here to balance it, thinking that possibly Tomkai and Cave Creek would have a, a, a lot in common with the more southern part of Redwood Valley. The commission has until November 11th to publish its final map for the board's approval. The board will adopt the new boundaries, which will be in effect for the next 10 years in mid-December. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.